look for something that you can sustainably do because you'll burn out if you're trying to create five pieces of content a day posting on five different social media sites you're gonna burn yourself out you're gonna fall asleep trying to <laughs> trying to make a video for youtube so pick pick a pick a site pick a social media site to focus on yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo 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 what's up people welcome to the music is my business podcast live q a today super excited man it's been a minute since i've done a live q a here on youtube so shout out to everybody in the stream so far man drop your names let me know where you guys are from and what you do uh well your name is already in that joint because yeah that's that's how this youtube thing works but we got Trebo in the building what's good looking forward to your vast expertise thanks for sharing in advance no doubt man glad i can help glad i can share whatever i do know i don't know everything but i'm gonna let you know what i do know um so yeah super excited man to uh to be back what's up dude what you doing that's my son just like just came down here just like i'm i'm hanging out with daddy you did you bring me some candy though usually you have candy okay no candy today right outside of chicago nice excello what's good man good to see you in the stream again um man what y'all been up to man what uh shoot where y'all stuck what questions do y'all have we got chef charlafornia in the building l charles from southern california nice i'm sure the the weather's super beautiful i love the way the sun the sun shines in california gotta go back soon um it's just yeah beautiful beautiful state my guy stormed joint what's good man welcome to the stream good to see you bro hope all is well um working on sample packs with hm beats fire that's my guy indeed man i know y'all cooking up some some dupe some super dope uh sample packs any producers in here looking for sample packs make sure y'all check hm beats and storm joint and their packs out um i'm sure they're about to drop some some more fire on y'all the last the last one i heard that y'all did was dope too so definitely tap in with them dj dct in the building what's good what's good what are we talking about today what questions do y'all have man it's a live q a so literally for the next hour or so i'm an open book man i'm answering whatever questions y'all have about music production music business music licensing sync licensing same thing um yeah i'm here as a resource man here to get y'all unstuck no doubt man no doubt um i, I mean sample packs is dope um loot packs especially coming from you know from people who who can play and things like that because every, not every producer you know can can lay some some chord progressions down um that's that may not be their strong point so if you can create some dope packs um then you know it, it's super dope man it gives producers an opportunity um you know to take their production to a, a different level or, or create an idea create from a space that they normally wouldn't create from and, and that's a great way to kind of get through producers block if that's something that you deal with grab a new pack man and then um be inspired by somebody else's ideas um so super dope stuff man um yeah i'm i'm excited what have i been working on man i've been working on this week it's been a few different briefs i've been working on um in in the sync space one has been kind of finishing up the you know the bmg paramount camp that just kind of wrapped up um this week so now i'm just you know creating deliverables and, and stuff like that um so we did that um or i'm doing that i'm like in the middle of doing that and then i had some another brief i was working on creating a couple tracks for that um so i was able to knock those out um and then i have another brief i was hoping to get started on this week but i haven't been able to make my way around it i may be able to start some stuff today just depending on how how my content creation goes because i got some stuff to shoot um today so we'll see how fast i can knock some stuff out 
if I get that stuff done, then um, I should be able to start on on that brief. And that one is, is kind of like tension. Um, not really tension. It's kind of it's like investigative tension stuff, sort of. So that one that one should be fun. Um, I love I love making it. I love everything I make. But, um, you know, that one should be fun because I love making like tension minimal tension stuff it's uh it's pretty cool man for you know crime shows and things like that so excited to get started on that excited to wrap up some of these other briefs that's been kind of um lingering on the the to-do list so super dope stuff man all right i see the questions coming in let's hop into some questions um let's get it going my guy brandon rico in the building what's up bro good to see you man Seamus in the building. Good evening from UK. Clint and Sinksters. I love it. The Sinksters. Uh, Howard be thy name. What's up? Uh, Chris Reed Beats was good. Um, cool. I'm, I'm just starring these, these questions here so I don't miss out on any. So the first one I got was from my guy, Chef California. How to really get your music out. I've been doing this since 94 and haven't hit anything so that's a great question how do you get your music out i think the first question you have to ask yourself is where do you want your music to end up like what constitutes out for you um could out be just on spotify on itunes on a streaming service because you can do that boom sign up with a distro kid account go to distrokid.com slash vip slash clint music shameless plug you'll save seven percent with distro kid and they'll upload your music on all the streaming services and then boom your music is out quote unquote um so that's a way of getting it out and then from there you can try and get it on different spotify playlists and things like that to get it in more ears um and, and you know kind of build a fan base that way um you know putting it up on youtube sharing what you do and, and how you do it on social media these are ways that you can kind of get your music out in that way or if you're trying to get you know major artist placements you know trying to connect with songwriters you know getting in some some major studios and booking some time um, to just sit there and cook up and possibly network with people who are in the studio in different rooms that you just kind of run into going to music networking events and things like that meeting new people um that's a way to get your music out then you also have music licensing which y'all i'm sure most of y'all know by now is one of my favorite ways to get your music out and that looks that that looks different it's you know your music being placed in tv in film in media it could be a youtube influencer video you know what i mean it could be a youtube series it could be a series on hulu a netflix original all of these are opportunities to get your music out and, and get it used and monetize it in a way that um, can passively, you know, make money for you as a producer. So those are kind of like three ways you can kind of get your music out um, so that it's not, you know, sitting on your hard drive. You also have stock music sites. Um, those are websites with like Pond5.com, um, PremiumBeat.com, where you can upload your tracks and, you know, again, kind of passively license them. People video... Um, video editors and and you know video makers and content creators kind of go to those sites to license music for a quick one-time fee for for their projects um so that's another way man so those are a few ideas hopefully to get your your gear spinning um and, and start thinking of some ways you can start you know start getting that music out there and getting it used um so next question is how do you get your stuff in movies and films um so that's that's a process. Um, you know, I guess step one is making sure you're registered with a pro performing rights organization. Right. Because once your music gets placed, you're going to need that in place to collect the royalties from from the TV placements. Movies, you don't get um, like like in theaters. You don't get we don't get royalties in the States for theater um, theater usage, which is, I don't know. It's kind of weird because I. Same, you would think it's a public performance, but I don't know. Maybe they'll change that someday. Um, but in other countries, you know, sometimes you do. If it's on streaming services, you'll get royalties. Those are pennies, but you'll get them. Um, but to start, you know, you create a, a playlist, five tracks, and then you take that playlist and then you start researching 
music libraries, music licensing companies, uh, production music libraries. Search these terms to start finding companies that specialize in placing music in TV and film. Then once you do that, reach out. Most of them have submission pages and things like that um, or emails. Or you can just submit your streaming link. You can use box.com for free, create a folder, plop your tracks in that folder and then, um, you know, share that with them so they can hear your music and decide whether or not they want to sign it. Then once they sign it, boom, it gets ingested in their catalog. You do a deal um, and then the rest is just kind of, you know, seeing if if it, if it lands somewhere. Um, so that's kind of a rough overview of, of how you get your music placed in TV and film. If you want the guide, like the six steps, the free guide, let's go to clintproductions.com um, slash six steps. And that'll get you um, the, the free six step guide and some mistakes to, to avoid if you're trying to get started in the, the music licensing space. Um, good question. Um, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> Um, let me star some of these. We got some good questions. Um, do, 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 do. Paul of Creation, what's good? <clears throat> Sync license equal less of a hassle to get paid. Facts, man. Listen, I have never had an issue. Knock on on wood, <clears throat> getting paid in sync because it's just, I don't know, man. It's just. It's, just, it's clean and simple. Either you're getting paid up front or you're not. You know, if you are, here's the paperwork. Sign it. Where do we send the check? Or what, what account do we deposit it in? Okay, it got placed. It aired. Now you get royalties. What's your pro? What's your IPI number? Give me that. All right. In six to nine months, you see royalties show up um, with the pro. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes it may take a long time or sometimes something may fall through the cracks with with royalties that happens sometimes um where you gotta you gotta reach out to somebody like look you know i know i had some music aired on this show you know what happened can we look into this so yeah but um indeed so all right let me get back to some of these other questions um how do you feel about instrumental albums um instrumental instrumental albums are dope like release them especially if you know if you got music man just sitting like listen this is my goal and this should be your goal as a producer if you have music and it the only place it ends up is on your computer and you and your friends and family are the only ones that listen to it you have to find a way by any means necessary to get the music off your hard drive and onto somebody else's hard drive that's going to make you money streaming yes it's pennies they actually just raised the the royalty rate recently so that was a win for us but you know it's working for you in some way shape or form somebody may come across it you never know man like you upload that instrumental album that joint may take off all of a sudden you got people following you um you know you're getting added to spotify playlists you, you just never know man so get it off your computer throw it up like why hold on to it and just do nothing with it put it somewhere um so yes absolutely instrumental albums throw those joints up you know um <clears throat> get them on get them on youtube uh get them on beat stores you know what i'm saying um get them in, in, in tv and film get them on those those uh you know those stock stock music sites and things like that um for sure absolutely um what's the best ways or techniques an artist or producer with no fan base can grow fan base rapidly this is great so don't look don't look for rapid results because nothing like yes there's things that you can do so that it can so that it can grow faster versus doing a bunch of the wrong things and it's just taking you years and years and years um but don't look for like instant results, right? Look for something that you can sustainably do because you'll burn out. If you're trying to create five pieces of content a day, posting on five different social media sites, you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to fall asleep trying to <laughs> trying to make a video for YouTube. Um, so pick, pick, a, pick a site, pick a social media site to focus on. And this is what I did. I'll give you all my blueprint, man. I picked Instagram like... I don't know what was it 
when did I when did I start going heavy on Instagram? Probably around 2015, 16, something like that. Around the time I started the Road to Ten Placements. That's when I got serious about creating and, and documenting my journey. So pick a platform. YouTube is a dope platform too, because once you get that joint, there's different ways to monetize it. And I mean, we can go into detail on that later or a separate show, but there's different ways you can monetize that. YouTube is dope because whatever you put on here is going to live on here and, and until the day that YouTube decides to not exist, which I don't see that coming in the near future. Um, so YouTube is great because you put it on here and it's going to last on here forever. Instagram is great um, because it's it's short form content, which is easier to create sometimes. Um, and you don't need a bunch of, you know, you don't have to be great at video editing and, you know, all of that stuff that comes with YouTube and being on camera. Um, if you're an introvert, it may not be easy at first to just start putting yourself out there on camera. Um, so, you know, start with a platform and focus on that platform. Get very, very clear on who you are trying to help. If you don't know who you're trying to help and you don't know, you know, who's going to get value from whatever content you create, you're going to have a hard time growing. So if you're a producer, for example, and you're trying to um, you're trying to sell beats to artists and artists is your fan base. Um, it, may, it may be rap artists, R&B artists, whatever kind of artists start creating content that will attract and give value to those artists or if you're a producer and you're trying to attract other producers but like most of my following is probably producers because i help producers monetize their music and get tv placements and things like that um so a lot of the content that i create is geared towards producers content that's gonna help producers um and usually they're the ages between 24 and, and 35 so um get real specific on on you know who you're trying to target when you create the content so you know exactly how to talk to them you know what they're interested in you know what they what they do on friday nights you know their spending habits you know what they need all of this stuff you know what their problems is most importantly and then you can start creating content that helps solve their problems um so then come up with some type of system some type of schedule to release valuable content on a consistent basis and don't stop do those things find a find a, 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 a find a, a target market figure out what problems that target market or target person um your target customer or avatar avatar however you want to label it whatever problem they're having figure out a solution to those problems or problem and then create content around it and slap them upside the head every single day with it um, that's how you can grow a fan base or a following. That's what I did. It's what I do all the time. Um, and it helps, man, because you're giving value. And then that, that value gets reciprocated um, in, in pretty dope ways. Um, and it, it, can, it can do wonders for, for you as a producer or as an artist. Um, but you have, to take, you have to take yourself out of the picture and you have to figure out a way to be valuable to other people. Like, how is this going to help them? You have to talk to them. Don't create content that you think you want to see or that you think is dope. Unless you're a producer, then it's kind of different. If, if you're a producer and you're creating content for other producers, then what you think is dope, other producers may think is dope as well. But um, you want to solve other people's problems. Make it about them. Good question, Alan Miles. Howard, be thy name. Can you go over... Uh-oh. I just deleted the comment. Can you go over Sting Endings? Um, Man, so <laughs> I'll give you... I'll try to explain it um sting ending this is what i include in my sting ending kick crash all the instruments in the track landing on the one it's a resolving note and i and and i may add some type of orchestral hit that's the sting ending um do i have do i have one i can play let me see um what is that nope no, 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 no. I do, I do have one. I'm about to play this joint. I'm about to show. I'm about to give y'all an example of a sting ending. I'm gonna play the end of this joint. So that that last little hit, that's the sting ending. 
like a super simple one that's it that's that's what a sting ending is it's a definite ending to a track and what it the purpose of it let's explain that is so it, it allows editors to like easily transition from scene to scene right if you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number 10 Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code Podcast20 to take 20% off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go and Enroll today. Um, if you have something that's fading out, it may be a little bit different. If a scene is just hurry up and, and cut into a different scene, like that's weird. You got a track like slowly fading out, and it's like, okay, like is it is it ending? Is it over yet? So boom, no fade outs, definite sting ending. Hit on the one or the six, depending on if you're major or minor, um, in your in your key signature, and that's it, man. Um, if you want, if you want to see exactly how I structure out a whole track for for TV and film, um, just go to clintproductions.com slash courses. I have a how to structure instrumentals for TV course on that, and it'll it'll break it down. It's a video course, so you can actually see it. I explain it step by step. Um, so that's there to help you. Um, all right, let's see. Let's dig into some of these other questions. They're rolling in, man. People people need help. I'm here to help. Um, let's see. There's a team. $10 from like four tracks I put up. Uh, Midi Monsters, I put my music on all these platforms and I haven't seen a red cent yet. Um, man, I, I, I'm not sure. I would, I would have to hear um, what's what's going on. No tape stop. Sometimes I'll use a, st a tape stop for sure. Like if there's a sound and, you know, it just ending by itself doesn't work, I'll tape stop it. Um, I do that a lot for like, like it may be an 808 that just kind of, holds the note so to to end that ending i'll just tape stop the 808 and then you'll just hear the 808 hit that one note and then it'll tape stop um so yeah but then i have all the other instruments you know doing the same thing frankie max says have you collected any money from um mechanical license the embassy has 423 million unclaimed from all dsps from what i heard yes i have actually i don't know exactly how much but i know on a recent a recent statement from song trust um they did they collected something from the mlc i don't know what the what the total was um specifically from the mlc but yeah i've been seeing a little bit of a little bit of money trickle in from from the MLC. Um, let's see. Clint, I'm a DM on IG shortly. Appreciate you and everyone on here. Appreciate that. Um, engagement with your fans and followers. Let them in. Indeed, man. You got you got to engage. You can't. Um, I'm glad you said that because you can't just post content and just never talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Like social media. You got to be social. Um, so respond to the comments um go go to other profiles who are in your same niche um who may have your same type of audience and then comment on their post engage on their post show love on their stuff as well you know it goes both ways um let's see thoughts on current virtue versus future demand for lo-fi music for sync or stock music ops um i think it's growing i've seen a couple briefs for lo-fi music um, so yeah, I think it's something that's that's definitely growing. Um, they like to, they tend to follow trends, you know, in sync as well. So what what's what's hot right now, just in in music in general, you start to see that uh, find its way into into sync too. <clears throat> um. Is personal contact important nowadays? Everything is online now. I think it is. 
there there's nothing like in person stuff. Like I did a I did an in person roll to ten placement session, uh, where you know producers and artists came. They came into Atlanta. Um, I rented out uh, a studio and we all just kind of vibed out. We listened to music. I critique music. And it was dope because I was able to meet people who, you know, who's been following for a while, who's been soaking in the information and meet them like in person. It's just a completely different, a completely different vibe. So, yes, human inter- <laughs> human interaction is still important in 2022. Um, you know, it's just it's a, it's a different experience. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do those. I'm gonna have to start those up again at some point. You know, everybody got a little got a little shaky and and sickly, so we had to, you know, good old COVID. Um, dope. Let me see, Mister Puente, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, guys. I'm a Latino artist. I sing in Spanish and English. BMI Sound Exchange is where it's at. Get registered. Dope. Yo, that's fire. Yo, that's like. It's crazy, man, because like the things that you hear about in corporate America, such as learn other languages. Right. And you'll you'll be more valuable. The same holds true in the in the music industry. Like if you can sing in, Sp- in Spanish and English, you've immediately opened up more opportunities to for stuff that everybody can't do because everybody can't speak or sing in Spanish. Um, So that's dope. That's definitely a skill that um, that can can help you take advantage of, of more opportunities, man. Versatility. <clears throat> no royalties are coming in from any platforms. I put my music on. Man, listen, it man, it has to be a <laughs> decent a decent number of streams too, man, to really see. Well, I think like, like DistroKid, you'll you'll see it. Whatever it is, even if it's pennies, but it takes a while. You have to hit a certain threshold before they pay you out. So you may be earning, you know, money on Sound Exchange, or you know, some different DSPs, but you just haven't reached that that threshold yet. And then, listen, guys, like, like that's just one step. Putting your music out on the platforms is just one step. You have to think about it, man. Like, um, I how how can I explain this? So if I if I created my road to 10 placements course, which teaches producers how to get started in sync, even if they don't have connections. If I created this course, <laughs> I sat here, I've made all the videos. The videos look great. They're in 4K and everything. And, you know, I did what I need to do. I uploaded it on teachable.com. So you could just go in and watch the videos in order and download all the, the resources that come with it. And I put it on teachable. I just put it out there. But I don't tell anybody about it. How do you expect people to know that the Road to Ten Placements course exists? How do you expect people to know once you put your music on the DSPs, how are people supposed to know it's there? There's thousands and millions of artists uploading stuff every day, I'm sure. So how... Are people supposed to know and sift through because they're not going to search you if they don't know like nobody's just going to search somebody they don't know it's just out of sight out of mind right so you have to find creative ways to make people aware of your music that are on these platforms otherwise it just sits on there and then it may get played it may get streamed but if you're intentional with um with your marketing if you're intentional with um you know creating dope ways to to create content around how you made something or you know the story behind things and you get people involved on your social media and make them aware that this thing that i uploaded actually exists and you can actually go listen to it and enjoy it um and share it with other people um then you know they'll never know so you have to you have to do that that's the next step man is getting people aware of that the stuff exists otherwise it's just out there and you're the only one that knows about it the dope thing about licensing is that you don't like you don't necessarily you don't have to promote you don't have to learn marketing and stuff like that and licensing like you just have to find licensing companies boom here's the music all right cool here's the paperwork fill out whatever you need to fill out as far as metadata uh we'll send it to the clients the end you don't have to 
there's no marketing involved in that but you know if you're if you're trying to get your stuff get your plays up people have to know about it um at the end of the day um shout out to easy says i wish everyone luck in their journey we're uh we're all we got it's a fact man love it um so let's see man let's let's go through see if i missed any questions um for the new people coming in man it's a live q a it's the music is my business podcast drop your question in the chat and i'm gonna answer it while i'm here i'll be here for like another another 30 minutes we're hanging out did i turn my music off let's turn that back on get the vibes back um <clears throat> audio within music are you a member of the music producers guild i'm not i have to check it out but i'm not i am a member of the production music association pma um check them out if you're if you're in, if you're you know in the composing music for tv and film and stuff like that great organization um a lot of great resources and yeah man it's it's a it's a pretty cool community of people in in the sync space and production music space um you know just uh helping each other out so check them out i think it's the pmamusic.com or pmamusic.com one of those i'm not sure if they put the the in front of it or not um but yeah i'll have to check out the the music producers guild see what it's about all right let's see midi monsters i am based in atlanta atl stand up looking to shift into sync soon currently posting beats and working on an album glad i caught this live i'm glad you caught it too welcome appreciate it yo shout yo shout out to spotify shout out to spotify spotify for artists they mentioned the music is my business podcast as one of the um seven seven podcasts um to check out as far as music industry advice is concerned so super humbled to be on that list um, of heavy hitters shout out to spotify and spotify for artists for shouting out the music is my business podcast that was that was super dope that that ended the that started the friday well um so shout out to them for that man um dope stuff glad to see that the podcast is helping people and it's having a positive impact and, and people are um are seeing results in their their music careers uh, with the information we share on here so super dope stuff uh trebo says do you use an imager or stereo widener and what would you suggest man listen dude if y'all seen if y'all seen one of my sessions bro it, or if you take the urban mix and made simple course so simple like i keep it simple i don't have and i'm not saying it's wrong to use it like i just don't I don't use like a lot of this stuff and I like I don't want to drown in a bunch of plugins. So depending on what's going on in my mix, um, for the most part, I don't have a stereo imager on that joint or a stereo widener, depending on what I'm trying to do. Like if I'm working with a mix for a client and it's very narrow and everything is like in the center, I will use a plugin such as Waves Center um to kind of widen it and take things from the center if i want to move it to the side or if there's things on the side and i want to kind of narrow it to the center i'll use that plugin but i use things like that for specific reasons um i just don't just you know just throw it on there um but i like to create i like to create wide mixes by just using the stereo field left right pan um you know have some sounds over there to the left around 33 some 15 some pan hard left some pan hard right and um that's how i kind of create depth and and width in my um in my mixes man and and using some some reverb and stuff like that um so yeah man i don't i don't have a man listen it's bare bones when you look at my mixes man I, i don't use a whole lot um i use the the stuff that that gets the job done and then everything else is just kind of adding coloring um more so effect based like if i'm trying to get a certain effect then i'll start playing around with with certain things but um with with the majority of my work being in tv and film i don't have i don't have a lot of time with some of these deadlines so i have to i have to be really really intentional with what i use 
and and be sure my my sessions are set up so they're efficient and effective um if i have to make some some quick edits i need to be able to bounce it out real quick and i don't want to i don't want to have to fiddle with a bunch of a million plugins to to make certain changes so i keep everything real simple um and and yeah and keep it moving good question um let's see what else we got no doubt um eric nevo says great interview with eric at make make music income yeah shout out to my guy eric who's dope uh we we laughed about my use my overuse of the word dope um but yeah man that that was a that was a great conversation if you haven't seen it um we got two man i got an interview we sat down and we just like yo like let's just let's knock out two of these joints we got a ton of content out of uh what was it i think we was we was just chilling chopping it up for like a couple hours um so check my channel it's like a couple videos back if you want to see the full interview with that um and then also on his channel um we kind of flipped roles and then he did an interview with me so check both of them out man and follow his channel super dope channel um you know he's sharing his journey on um sync licensing and things like that super duper dope um and he has a, a podcast as well so make sure you guys check that out um super dope if you are a composer you'll have to know how to play music in some capacity with them yeah 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 for, for sure highly recommend that releasing ep is better or a single at a time would be better um man it's you know i would say a single this is like i mean if you release a whole a whole ep a whole album um or lp i mean people people would know about it and then it's like it's over with like i, I feel like you can you can kind of extend that by just doing a single at a time um and then that'll kind of allow you to kind of have some content in the chambers um in the chamber so you know as soon as that single release now you're working on kind of you know launching the uh the next one and you can just kind of go boom 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 like that versus releasing everything at once and then it dies off and then okay now i gotta go create a whole nother album or some more singles that's just my opinion though obviously people still release albums so it's really up to you and what you want to do um <clears throat> frankie mac congrats on your podcast great content bro you're helpful with our journey appreciate that man um wouldn't be able to do it without y'all coming into this joint you know what i'm saying i'll just be sitting here talking to myself most of the time um i'm very proud to be here today so open my eyes man glad to have you for sure do you work for the airport i do not work for the airport um years ago i did though um i was uh what i used to work i used to i used to be if you guys heard of pre-check i used to be an enrollment agent um for tsa pre-check so i used to enroll people in that that was pretty cool man i was able to meet like a lot of people um just doing that so that was pretty cool but no i don't work at the airport i am only time I'm at the airport is when I'm leaving this joint and coming back in. <clears throat> um, hi, Eric. You're who? Um, yeah. Oh, is Eric in here? Shout out to Eric if, if Eric's in here. I seen somebody mention Eric. Um, Clint, I could have swore I saw him on my way to Dallas yesterday. Who? Me, who? Me? Man, if it was a bald black dude with glasses and a beard we all look alike i'm just saying um do you typically bounce music out as one track or do you typically provide stems for sync licensing um typically provide stems there are some occasions where some publishers you know you just give them a wave and they're good with it um maybe a couple versions but for the most part expect to to bounce out stems um for sure <clears throat> to to start though like so if you're getting started and I, i'll go i'll explain further because it's, it's unclear so if you're just starting and you're in the submission phase right of just reaching out to the companies just focus on bouncing out just the you know the the, the single wave file or mp3 depending on what they want to receive first um, that's all you have to worry about during that phase but be prepared to create stems and the reason why i say wait is because 
every company has different requirements for stems or different mixes and submixes that they want um and you don't you won't know that until you start working with the company so to save you time just hold off on bouncing out all the stems and creating stems um get in with the company and then see what they want and how they want things that way you know because you may have to rename it you may have to have a certain naming configuration a lot of companies you know they they have things named a very specific way um so to save time so you don't have to go back and like rename and rebounce out everything man just uh you know starting out in that submission phase just create the mp3 or the wave send that and then move forward once once you get the green light Kim Tibbs, what's up? Welcome to the stream. If you're already on your way as an artist, have a decent following and are a multi-instrumentalist, you're winning. That's the answer to this question so far. And um, with a good direction in songwriter, do you offer services for one-on-one -on -one mentoring? That's a great question. So I have a mentorship program. However, Kim, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Kim. It's only for producers. I focus on producers um because that's just that's just my specialty um but i know there's some dope people out there who um they have resources they may have mentoring i'm not sure for specifically for songwriters um to name a few i know we have my guy um Daraj, who's he's a he's an artist and a, and a writer who you know focuses on on sync as well d-e-r-a-j um, I know he does some things with with other artists as well um, and songwriters. Um, he's done a ton of stuff for sync. So um, so check out him. Check out my guy, Mike Myers. He's a songwriter, um, an Emmy Award winning songwriter at that. Um, so he's he's heavy into sync. He does. In fact, uh, he has um, he recently just launched. A, it's like a membership joint where, you know, they meet up and you know he's like building songs and things like that for sync and you know you can ask him questions and pick brains and he does like live workshop sessions and stuff like that so check out mike myers um i did an interview with him a while back so we probably have to have him back on at some point so check him out producers if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level then i want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program during this one-on-one -on -one mentorship i'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start grow and scale your music production business so if you're making less than a thousand dollars per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more or you may just want to get your music placed in tv and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal i can help you with that as well now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. Check out my guy, Jay Nolan. Um, I think it's the real Jay Nolan on Instagram. He's another artist. Um, and he has he has resources for artists trying to, you know, trying to break in, in the sink. But, yeah, I do have one on one mentoring. It's a three month mentorship program for producers trying to break into sync. Um, and it's, it's there to help you fast track the process. I go through everything with you step by step um, to fast track you to your first licensing deal within 90 days. So if that's something you're interested in, is it it is invite only and you have to go to producer mentorship dot com to apply um that's producer mentorship.com to apply um and i only work with a very very small group every three months so um make sure you at least apply because if you don't apply you just don't have a chance um but yeah so i do do that um shout out to you know the producers who are in that last producer i, I met with um a couple weeks ago um he just he landed he landed a licensing deal and that one actually has some upfront money um and they asked him to do he submitted and they asked him to do like a whole album um of stuff so i was working with him one-on-one -on -one to um you know to get that album prepared and things like that um so yeah man super dope stuff and um yeah that's there to to, to help you all as well no doubt harrison dolan what's good what are good ways to get in contact with music supervisors for films or even independent filmmakers um 
imdb.com you can search for music supervisors using imdb.com i'm gonna type it in the chat imdb.com so there you can go for free search a movie or a show scroll down until you see what says um like music department and then look for music supervisor then from there you become like an official unofficial stalker and then you you go on linkedin you go on google and you start trying to find people um and then you you reach out some of them they may work with music supervision companies or music publishing companies and things like that you can reach out to the company um, but that's a good way to kind of find music soups um but don't like don't don't be weird like when you reach out to them just you know if you follow them on social media just start to engage on their content like don't go for the for the the hard sell immediately like interact with them um you know meet them meet them where they meet them where they are if they're posting about you know coffee and and things like that talk about coffee man um and and that's a way you can kind of start to build a relationship um and kind of go from there so yeah um <clears throat> great question and then you can also just do a google search for music music supervisors um search for podcast yo a really good way this is a hack man like looking looking up podcasts and and youtube um interviews of music supervisors what time is it i'm probably like oh no i'm good um and look up like youtube interviews because man listen you can get so much insight just from an interview with a music supervisor um and i've, I've actually used that <laughs> used that before um it, it was it wasn't even intentional it just kind of happened like one week i was listening to a podcast had a supervisor on there they're talking about the kind of music they specialize in so right then and there i know i'm not about to send them you know some of my orchestral hip-hop stuff for sports they want you know r&b funk soul stuff right so then something happened it was, it was a relationship that i that i i had from another project just on the major label side um that had reached out and then blah 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 we exchanged a couple things some contact information came up and he was like boom here you go and i was like bet and i reached out and i was like i will not this will not go unused um and i reached out and it was perfect timing because some friends of mine shout out to the apx they had they had just released um an album and it was right up that music supervisor's alley so i shot it to him boom I don't know a few months later they had a placement on netflix napoli ever after so you know if i hadn't came across that interview i wouldn't have known exactly or done my research i wouldn't have known what works for that music supervisor um and then sure enough he responded like yo this is exactly like we love this stuff i'm like dope i kind of knew that already because i stalked you so that's how it works man you gotta uh, you gotta dig in there get dirty do the research um kimberly w what's up kimberly in your creative process do you typically hear the melody in your head then build around it or does the beat come first um uh, maybe a combo um but what do you find as your go-to um y'all want to hear a voice note a voice memo from my phone you know this this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play i'm gonna play this voice memo and then i'm gonna play y'all the beat but to answer the question first kim um it, it's a combination of both sometimes it's a beat or rhythm sometimes it's a tempo you know um i may hear a song and it's the tempo i'm like man that tempo is perfect so then i'll record just something just to have the tempo or i'll write the tempo down and i'll use like my little tempo my little metronome sometimes it's a melody man like i may i may hear something um melodically and i'll start but usually when i'm producing i usually start with some a, a chord progression I start with the chords, I'll build from there, then I'll create a, a melody over top of those chords. Um, but okay, let's let's do this. I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let y'all. I want to see if if it sounds <laughs> like uh, what what it ended up being. How can I get this? How can I get this in the in the stream? Is there an input? No, that's headphones. I don't think there's a way I can do it without giving y'all a bunch of feedback. I'm gonna just play it over the mic, man. 
All right. So this is the voice memo. It was like early in the morning. I was making my kids breakfast. I don't know, but I heard it. I felt it. I was like, I'm going to record it. Um, this is for this is for a brief. So I'm going to play the voice note and then we going <laughs> we going don't judge me y'all, man. Listen. This is this is real life. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can do speaker. Right? So and you can I don't know you can probably hear the kids screaming in the background too. So funny thing about this, when I sat down, I got down in the studio and I was like, okay, I'm gonna work on that idea that I had because it was amazing when I when I recorded it in my phone. I sat down and I played it and I'm like, yo, I don't even remember like the notes I was trying to sing and beatbox at the same time. So then I was kind of lost, but I was like, you know what? I'm a uh I'm gonna go with it. So this is uh Wait, which one which one was it? Now I gotta make sure it was the right beat. Oh no, I know, I know which one it is. Let me find it. Music. Um Logic. It was two. Alright, so this is what it turned into. You gotta have voice memo, man. There's no, there's no other way. So I knew it was gonna be a guitar. That's crazy. So that's 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 what came of that. Um, somebody said early two thousands R and B. That's exactly what the brief called for. Early two thousands R and B. Um, <clears throat> they wanted Destiny's Child vibes, and the first thing that comes to mind when I think of early two thousands and Destiny's Child and all that stuff is Dark Child. He's he was he's one of my favorite producers. So I was just like, yo, let's let's take it there. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's what my process looks like sometimes all the time. It doesn't start with a voice note, but when there's something, when I hear something and it's a certain tempo and I don't want to forget it, which I would have forgotten that I'll pull out the phone, do a voice memo and make a complete fool of myself. Um, so <laughs> that, that's how that started. Um, shout out to Kimberly for bringing that up. Um, that's the best R&B vibe I've heard this year. Just saying, appreciate that. Strings is fire. Much appreciated. Jagged Edge would definitely sing on this. Yeah, I know, right? That'd be crazy. I've heard all types of answers to this question. Can you use drum loops from a DAW in your submissions? Oh, man, I hate this question, man. Like, because it always it always depends. Like, just uh, the easy answer is just stay away from, from, from loops in general, especially if it stands out by itself when it comes to sync 
specifically, and I've I've talked about this before, but there's multiple issues that can arise. Not that it's not necessarily that is illegal, um, but it can create confusion as to who owns the work, which can slow things down, stop payment, create confusion. You end up getting blackballed because blacklisted because you know you created a big headache. Why is my camera all of a sudden not wanting to focus? Um, so I just stay away from them altogether. Um, let me see if I can fix this. No, that's not what that's not what I want to do. Undo it, Sony. Anyways, um, there we go. So it sounds nothing like the, I'm sure I'm sure it sounds nothing like the the voice memo because like I said I sat down I was like man I kind of kind of forgot uh, forgot where I was going with this um, how do I find out where my music has been placed TuneSat.com create a free account upload the tracks that's you know that's been signed to a music library and then the, it'll track it at least in the U S some parts of the U K um or not the uk some parts of europe but it doesn't do worldwide us i know for sure it'll catch it so um how many versions of beats do you typically send in it depends like i think the most is usually like around six versions of something for sync so yeah <clears throat> Guitar is lit, Clint. You play that actual guitar? No, that was um that was a, a fake a fake guitar, native instruments. But I've been uh I think I'm a buy I think I'm a buy a guitar though. Sometimes I'll be wanting to play. I know I I play bass, but guitar is different. Like when it comes to chords, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be different for me. Um bass is different because you know I got I got big hands and the bass works great for that, but chording on these little tiny guitar strings, yo, shout out to everybody who who plays guitar. I can't do it. But I'll do some melody, some melodic stuff. Um, so yeah. What other questions we got? We got a few more minutes before we shut it down. But this has been dope, man. Appreciate y'all coming through, hanging out. When we going bowling again, yo, we gotta make we gotta make that happen. At some point. That was fun, man. Um, I have no idea how to play guitar, too. Man, you are you are not alone. If you ever use anything other than what came out of your own imagination or inspiration, you might be asking for trouble down the... That sums it up right there. If it's anything that you did not originally create, even if it's something you originally created, you you could run into an issue. But it's, you know, it's less likely. Like, I did a... I produced a track for... It was for a brief. Um, it was for a brief. What was it? It was something. It was, it was for a brand. And they sent me the reference. And it was a very, 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 very popular song. So I created a track. It was my own. but And I, I went, I changed the key. But there was two chords that I ended the, you know, I ended my, my, eight bars or the the hook with um and those two chords it gave it the feel of this popular song um so they asked me to go in and change those chords up because they didn't even they didn't want anything close they didn't want any issues um so i had to go in and change it so sometimes even if you create something original and it sounds like something that's that's popular you know it could it could cause an issue um <clears throat> yeah fact malvin for sure um i noticed you had a guitar in picture or somewhere you broadcast it um that's what i asked about guitar oh yeah that was probably my my bass guitar i do I, I'll, I'll play the bass i don't mind that um your opinion if you heard about it on the whole tiktok dsp and is it a game changer now that beyonce I don't, i'm lost i don't know um tiktok has a dsp um, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to do my research and, um, unless y'all have some more information about this. This is what I love about the podcast. I come here to learn stuff from y'all, to be honest with you. Um, but no, I, this is my first time hearing about that. Um, so I'm curious to see what, what that is about. 
especially if Beyonce. Listen, if Beyonce is a part of it, then there must be something to it. Because Beyonce, I don't see Beyonce or Jay-Z just wasting time doing just any old thing. Started in March. Okay, I'm going to have to check it out. TikTok DSP. I'm going to look it up. <clears throat> so where do they? I'll just, I'll look it up. Because that'll just TikTok DSP. All right. Note it. She is releasing all of her music on there for video creators to use. Oh, listen, I get it. I get it. I get it, man. Because so if, if like if you guys aren't paying attention to what's going on in this whole like creator economy, it's it's exploding in a way that like is really game changing and, and and if you're not if you're not on the on the side of content creation then you could you know if that's something you want to do like it's not for everybody but if it is something you want to do i highly encourage it because um you know brands are taking they're taking their spending from traditional forms of advertising you know billboards you know, TV commercials and things like they still do those things, but they're taking a lot of their budget and they're putting it towards creators on these platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and they have they're putting their marketing budget because their marketing dollars go way further with influencers than it does sitting on a billboard on the highway um, or, you know, TV commercials and ads and stuff like that. It, it stretches their money way further. And they get they get better results. So there's been there's just like a huge push in in content creation um, and getting people to stay on these platforms, because then you can get the brands and the advertisers to pay you to advertise on the platform. So if you can build a following, you can build a platform, you can monetize that and create another stream of income um, just as as a content creator. So um yeah that's that's what's going on so that's a huge place so if you're putting your music in a place and you know content creation is exploding content creators are about to be creating more content than ever before beyonce's putting herself in the position for her music to be used in that content so that you start building passive income and royalties from people using your content and then your music <laughs> it's like a trickle down effect like you get the the royalties from from people using your your content in these little the micro syncs. Um, then you're getting exposure for your music. Now your streams are going up, album sales and single sales and stuff is going up. Um, people are finding out about you as an artist. Boom, you start building with them um, on your social media platforms. You got merch that you can sell. Now they're buying your merch because they're into what what you do, and it just man, it just it, it contributes to everything. So, yeah, that's fire. I'm going to look into that. Um, and I would definitely see about getting getting music on there. Um, any tips that would help practice improve on the production side? Get the mind in gear for TV. Yes. I'm about to give you, about to give you all the game with this right here. RoadToTenPlacements.com. If you are trying to get started in sync, this is where you start. So this is what I did, man. When I started in sync, it took me like seven years from the point that I learned about sync to actually getting my first placement. Seven years. That's a long time. I don't want you to have to wait that long. So what I did was I went on this thing called I started this thing called the road to 10 placements like back in 2015. And my goal was to land 10 TV placements in a year. And I was going to do whatever I had to do to make that happen. So while I was doing that, I was documenting my process and everything I was doing to make that happen. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but it ended up happening. Thank God. But um, so I documented everything I did, how I reached out to companies, how I prepared my music, um, you know, what what music was working, what music started getting placed, um, you know, what kind of companies to look for and search for and how to reach out to them. I put all of this stuff into a video course called the road to 10 placements to help producers like you get started in the sync space um, without having to bump your head for seven years and make all the mistakes that I already made 
Um, so it'll help you kind of fast track the process of getting your music signed to music licensing companies and ultimately placed in TV and film. So that's all my advice packed into a video course because it's so there's so many there's so many aspects of it that I literally cannot sit down and explain in an hour. I had to create an entire course to break down each part step by step clearly so that you understand it. Um, and so that it can be the most effective because I can shoot out tips all day. But until you have something where you can put everything together, it's going to be hard because you're just pulling the tip here, pulling the tip there. And it, it, before you know it, it's been years and you haven't made any traction. I don't like fluff. I don't put fluff in any of my courses. I get straight to the point. I'm going to give you the information you need to get you TV placements, period. So that's all there in the Road to 10 placements. Enroll. Um, there should be a discount code in the description of this video. Um, if it's not, I, I don't know, it should be one. If it's not, use the code YouTube20 um, and take 20% off. But I think there's a code down there. Use that discount code. Take a discount. It's the weekend. Enjoy it. Save some money. Um, so that's it, man. That's where you go to get that information, man. I appreciate all of y'all coming through, hanging out with me on the Music Is My Business podcast, asking these dope questions. Hopefully, I've shared some advice that'll kind of help you guys on your journey. Um, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. I'm going to do it again. I'll be back uh, next Wednesday, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, that's when we're going to do it um, and get back started, man. Get back into the rhythm of, of knocking out these podcast episodes. We just had um, baby number two. So everything was the schedule was all over the place. So we're kind of getting back into a pocket now. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I'm out. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, share and subscribe. And I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.